Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Did you guys miss me? Feels like it's been forever. But it's also like riding a bike. Hey, how about that Mike White, huh? When we last left you, we did not have a official decision on the Zach Wilson uh, benching. For, we knew it was coming, but we didn't have an official decision on that. And then Mike White gets named the starter, and he goes out there and lights it up, of course. And the Jets looked really good, and so did Mike White. There are many layers to this whole thing. And I'm just going to rewind for a second, like I said, because this is my first time back on the air since Tuesday morning. I was actually supposed to work Wednesday and I just couldn't, I had no voice. Wednesday, I went into work at SN1. I couldn't really talk. And it was one thing to get through a half-hour show, but I was thinking, man, three hours, how am I going to do this? Um, anyway, and it was uh, nice enough of uh, the bosses here to cover me, So, and then that was it. I was off, obviously, for Thanksgiving and the, the weekend after. So I wanted to just react to some of the... You know, bad, I thought bad takes or thoughts out there on Zach Wilson as being the end of Zach Wilson. That, that is not the case. I mean, this is this is not the end. This is not the Jets saying, hey, here you go, Mike White. You are now the franchise quarterback. It is them saying, hey, right now, Zach Wilson needs, as their words, reset, which is obvious that he does. And they want to start winning football games here or continue to win football games in hopes of making the postseason. Well, Mike White right now clearly gives them the best chance to do that. But it is not the end of Zach Wilson. And then for all the thoughts and talk, and I know reporters are asking, you know, Robert Sala, oh, are you comfortable enough to name Mike White the start of the rest of the year? Like, I'm sorry, but that's a stupid question. Maybe you have to ask it. You're not going to get an answer to that. It, 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 how would he know right now? Definitively, oh, yeah, Mike White off of one game against the Bears where it was nearly perfect. Yeah, he's going to be our start of the rest of the year. You don't know how things are going to work out. So Robert Sala, who, you know, a, a week, or not even a week, a day after saying that Zach Wilson was the furthest, you know, benching Zach Wilson was the furthest thing from his mind, they obviously made the decision to not commit to him and then, you know, making him, you know, not dressing him and going to Mike White. So why is he going to commit now through the rest of the year? You have no idea what's going to happen. Now, with all that being said, and we could get into Wilson a little bit later on and as far as his future goes and why it's not the end for him. With all that being said, this is Mike White's shot. They're not going to remove Mike. I don't care how right Zach Wilson gets off the field, in practice, how ready to roll he is, how quickly they think he reset. If Mike White performs like this, he will not be benched, period. Not this year and probably not next year. I mean, if he goes out there and lights it up and plays like this through a postseason run, wherever that may end, he's going to be the guy. doesn't matter what I think, what you think. 
what Joe Douglas thinks, if Mike White proves that he can sustain this type of success and there's reason to believe that he won't, I mean, you want to believe that he could and you want to believe that it's legit and everything that we saw on Sunday looked legit, but we've been down this road before. Now, are the Jets in a better spot than they have been in years past? Sure. Or last year when Mike White did his thing? Sure. And I don't think it just has to do with where they took Wilson versus where they took Mike White. I mean, there were more reasons than just that. And we'll see. The good thing is Mike White is going to get an opportunity. This is it. This is what a lot of Jeff fans wanted to see. What is Mike White? Well, now you're going to have your run because he will go until he fails. I mean, knock on wood, other than injury. He will go until he fails, at the very least for this year. So you're going to find out two different things this year from a Jets quarterback standpoint. Is Mike White the guy? Could he be legit instead of just a flash in the pan? And the other thing we'll find out is what Zach Wilson's made of when he inevitably gets another opportunity, whether that comes this year, you know, due to poor performance from Mike White, or, you know, in the offseason to talk about what they're going to do with him, we're going to find out how he handles himself. You know, Joe Douglas obviously thinks highly of Zach Wilson and said all, you know, beautiful things about him in the preseason and, oh, we think he's, you know, showed resiliency and dealt with adversity, which he did off of last year. But there has been significant regression, even if it has only been two games against New England. Hasn't been great in the other ones, but the real bad performances have been against New England. And it wasn't just, obviously, on the field. It was the -the off-the-field stuff as well, which led to the benching. And I'd still love to know as Robert Sala's taking bows or at least been, you know, the, the bouquets have been thrown his way this week. He did not make that decision. There's no way you can tell me that a head coach who says immediately after a game where they just got embarrassed yet again with the quarterback play in particular, two yards in the second half of football, who says immediately that's the furthest. This is a quote. This is not me, Sal, making it up. Robert Sala, after that game where he knew the offense stunk and he used worse words than I did, and he saw the offense get two yards, total two yards in the second half. The words out of his mouth in the post-game press conference were, as far as it goes for changing the quarterback, that's the furthest thing from my mind. Well, you don't go from that's the furthest thing from my mind to the next day, hey, we've, I've had a change in heart. That is, there's no way Robert Sala is making that decision. That's either Joe Douglas or above. It's as simple as that. Use some common sense. So I don't think Robert Sala deserves... Now, look, maybe Robert Sala wanted to make that change earlier. And he wasn't allowed to for whatever reason. But I don't think he should be taking bows for making that quarterback decision. That is not him. That is an organizational thing. That's obvious by his own words. Furthest thing from my mind. Any head coach would say, hey, you know what? All options should be on the table. You get two yards of of offense and a half of football, every option should be on the table. That's not saying that Zach Wilson's going to be benched or should be benched. It's saying that the offense isn't good enough, and it is my job as a head coach to look at all the options. Not, it's the furthest thing from my mind. Well, that's a problem if it's the furthest thing from your mind. Now, obviously, we're going back, and the decision was made, and he did make the proper call to go to Mike White, but it's the organization that made that decision. And now we get to find out what Mike White is. Can he continue to roll? the way that he did against Chicago, will he be able to do so in Minnesota on Sunday? 
and assuming that he does, you know, you would think Mike White's going to get at least off of the performance on Sunday. He'll get at least another couple of games. But if he has a poor performance in Minnesota, followed up by another bad one at Buffalo, maybe Zach Wilson returns to start against the Lions in Week 15. There are many different ways this could go. But right now, nobody anywhere, not Joe Douglas, who I think is the biggest Zach Wilson backer outside of myself, not Joe Douglas, not anybody else, nobody is going to say anything other than Mike White right now gives this team the best chance to win football games. Until proven otherwise, he's going to be given the opportunity. I mean, that's it. There's no need to commit further than that. There's no need to look at it any other way than that. That's it. And when you have a performance, and I saw, you know, Orlovsky breaking down the film and other guys on Twitter breaking down the tape of what Will, of what White did so differently than Wilson. It is night and day, and it is also clear to me, and this is what we've been saying the whole time, that it's not about the ability. The ability is there for Zach Wilson to get his game to another level. It is about the mentality more so than anything else. And the fact that Zach Wilson doesn't properly set his feet, doesn't take the time to do the little things to throw the football with accuracy, even on the easiest of throws. The way that Mike White will make the proper decisions, survey the field, and feel comfortable throwing the football. Zach Wilson just did not do that. It's easy to see. And when you have a guy go from, or, or a team go from what they did in the second half against New England a couple weeks ago to what they did now, where you see Mike White go 22 of 28 for over 300 yards. I mean, you know, that is, I know it's the Bears defense, and it's a big difference, I get it, versus New England. Uh, maybe the true test for Mike White won't come until you know next season, whatever it is that the Jets and Pats lock up yet again. But anyway, it's you can't fake that type of performance that Mike White had. But you have to do it more than once. You have to do it, or more than a couple times, obviously he did it last year as well, against the Bengals before you know getting hurt and then falling apart. Well, this is going to be the true run. All right, big boy, you think you could do it? You've got the right mentality as far as being a leader. The team loves you. You took full advantage of your first opportunity. Now let's see if you can keep it going. And this has the potential to be one of the great stories in New York sports when you talk about a quarterback out of nowhere taking over for a quarterback who was a top pick, number two overall, in year two with a team that looks like it could be on its way to the postseason. That's not going to be easy, but a team that could be a postseason team. And here comes Mike White. Can he get them in or will he fall apart? And they have to go back to Zach Wilson. And then that begins another chapter in what has been a, I don't want to say wild or crazy year, but let's put it this way, an eventful season for the Jets. It's been an eventful year for the 7-4 and four Jets. The slow start, the receipts, Wilson, the injury coming back, the Patriots games, now Mike White season. But it is... A, not the end of Zach Wilson. And B, it's now the Mike White show. Until proven otherwise, or until he gives you a reason to do otherwise, Mike White is going to be at the helm for the Jets, as he should be at this particular point. You you could 
give somebody an opportunity, and you don't take that away until they deserve it or until they deserve to have it taken away. And we're far from that with Mike White. And especially, look, even if the Jets, even if he played okay in this game, you know, Jets won, whatever, Mike White was fine. He threw an interception but threw for a few touchdowns. You'd still live with him for a couple more games. The fact that he threw for 300 yards or over 300 yards and was nearly, you know, it was a perfect game. That means he's going to get a little a little bit of run here. At at the very least, two more games. And we'll see if he can keep it going. It will be a great story for the Jets. I mean, look, the Giants now, it's old news that they got beat up by the Cowboys. But we'll learn what the Giants are for real this week. Bad game against the Lions. I don't want to say non-competitive against Dallas. That would be a little strong. but And I know they had the backdoor cover, which killed my uh, turkey day parlay. Did hit the teaser, though. But, uh, you know, whatever. They they were they were not in that game. Cowboys controlled that game and are on a different level. But Washington, a team who the Giants are going to be competing with for a playoff spot. I mean, that's who's up next here. Giants got to win this football game. Simple as that. If they don't win this game, they're going to be in danger of missing the postseason. And it went from a year of, hey, this is going to be great for New York football. And it has been, you know, as far as having two relevant teams to watch through 13 weeks so far or 12 weeks so far as we now approach week 13. It has been, but it's going to be shaky getting both these teams across the finish line on in to the postseason. We'll get into the Rangers and their disappointing loss as they got major problems. Plus, I want to get into some baseball stuff as well. DeGrom Judge, boy, nothing is going on. Is there a lockout that I'm not aware of? What is happening with that, plus some stories from the weekend, the holiday weekend that was. It was nice to have some time with the family and hang out. We got some stuff uh, to get into with that as well. Going to 5 a.m., the marathon show for you. Your call is on the other side, 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. to the New York Rangers. They are clearly the worst team in New York. Have a 2-0 lead early on at the Garden against the Devils last night. Devils come storming back. Rangers end up losing 5-3 after the Devils added an empty netter. Look, New Jersey's good. Obviously, I mean, their win streak. You just watch them play last night. They're flying all over the ice. They're legit. They're a legitimate 
good team. Man, maybe great team. I mean, 19 and 4 kind of coming out of nowhere. Their young guys are or have developed, if not are still developing, but have developed better than the Rangers young guys have. Where's Capo Caco and Lafreniere? Anyway, that's not the only issue for the Rangers, but you know, Shesterkin has not been the same. That's a major problem. It was when they got off to the slow start. I was not overly concerned. I thought, all right, maybe a little bit of a hangover after the disappointment of the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. They'll be fine. They're legit. I like the improvements that they made in the offseason. Now you look at it. They are, if they're not careful, they're going to find themselves buried. I already mentioned it. They're the, and look, the Devils and Islanders, two of the best teams, or the two top teams in the Metropolitan Division, and two of the best teams overall. Oh, Rangers are going to find themselves on the outside looking in pretty soon. Permanently. If they're not careful. They're good, but they've got to get to another. I mean, you know, they were supposed to be a Stanley Cup contending team this year. And right now, they're the third best team in this town. By far, Islanders own them, and the Islanders have been much better, much more consistent. Devils, I mean, you know, you look at what they've done on the year. It's early. We're through 23 games here. Actually, each team, Devils, Islanders, and Rangers have each played 23 games. Devils at 19-4, and four, Islanders at 15-8. and eight. You know, Devils have 38 points, Islanders have 30 points, and the Rangers, 10-9-4 and four, with 24 points. And... Even worse, I mean, look, to blow a two-goal lead to the Devils, not the worst thing. I mean, they are good. But the Edmonton game, how does that happen on Saturday? And Gallant, the worst thing about him, he doesn't have any answers. And I like Gallant. Loved him after last year. Like him so far this year. Love, then like. And pretty soon it's going to be, get him out of here. Time for a new voice. But Gallant is just saying, oh, we played a good game. Obviously, it's not good enough. It's not good No, yeah, we know that it's not good enough. I got you, Gerard. Yeah, we got that. Everybody, they're not good enough. What are you going to do to fix it? And this is on Chris Drury, who put this team together, and you know everybody was lauding Chris Drury last year. Oh, how great. And he was great. Put together a great team. But he needed to improve on that, and they didn't apparently, in the offseason. Now they got to figure out what the problem is. And maybe the bigger issue with the Rangers is that the biggest problem is between the pipes. And Chesterkin held himself accountable, saying the goalie was crap. It's a paraphrase. Can't use a real word that he used. So, yeah, he's great holding himself accountable. I get it. But if he's not going to be what he was a year ago, they're dead. They have no shot. I don't care who Drury decides to bring in here or who he lets go, whatever. But it is disappointing to see that right now, forget the overall standings or what it's going to look like. It's way too early for that stuff. But right now, the clear, the clear third best team in in this town is the team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals a year ago. 877-337-6666. Steve is on Long Island. What's up, Steve? basically agree with your analysis of uh, Wilson and the Jets, uh, but let me just offer two thoughts. One, uh, as poor as Wilson has played uh, so far, or at least uh, in his last few games, I still don't believe the Jets are going to uh, push uh, 
uh, Wilson uh, off the team or onto the bench for long. So when you're the number two pick in the draft, you get a lot of rope, and I think the team is going to do what it can to uh, put him back in the starting lineup before the season's up. But has he even has he even used that rope? I mean, think about it. You, you say it's it hasn't even been one full season. I mean, yeah, you add the games up so far, and it would come to that. But he didn't play a full year last year. He didn't play a full season this year. I mean, uh, what what exactly are we judging a a quarterback on these days? I mean, is, is that it? That's the sample size, and now everybody could decide definitively that he's done. No. So. He's no, not. He's, the Jets have not done that. But it was funny to see everybody tweeting, oh, the Jet- Zach Wilson's days are done with the Jets. No, that's not what's happening here. He's yeah. not benched for that reason. He's benched for, I think, more off the field than anything else. And just because the whole situation has become a mess right now. His days are not done. But uh, the bottom line is this. Um, I watched a little bit of the uh, Monday night game, and you see the rookie, Kenny Pickett, and he just looks like, not that uh, he had a great game, if you look at his stats, but when you see him drop back and you see him throw, he just looks like he's a professional quarterback. And when you've seen Wilson, when he's played over the last two years, he just doesn't look like a professional Agreed. quarterback. Agreed. He looks like a kid learning to try to get to or to play at this level. I agree with you. Watch Pickett last night. Did you watch that Monday Night Football game last night? I, I was saying I watched. I was saying Pickett. Oh, you were saying watching. Pickett. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that part. I zoned yeah, out there. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Mike White. But, yeah, I mean, if you watched Pickett last night, oh, that's awkward. But, yeah, Pickett looks like a professional. You're right. And this is a rookie year. Think about that. I thought you meant Mike White. Uh, my apologies. And Mike White did look like a professional. But, again, he's a veteran. A guy was a backup for a while. But when you see a rookie, and it's not just Pickett. He's the prime example because we saw him last night. When you see him go out there and look the way that he did, I mean – then you wonder, well, how come he could go out there and immediately take the reins of an offense? And yet the Jets have a guy who was the number two pick overall, and he looks like a deer in headlights. He looks like a, a little kid. And to me, when you look at the biggest differences of the two, what would it be? I believe it's the organizational structure and the foundation and a coaching staff that is proven and knows what it's doing. Now, obviously, you could look at the individuals as well, and maybe you could say Zach Wilson in that setting in Pittsburgh wouldn't have as much success as Pickett, and that's fair, but I also believe Zach Wilson was thrown to the Wolves when he was clearly nowhere near ready. I mean, this is now year two, even though it hasn't been one full year start to finish. He's you can tell by watching him, he's not close. And it's a, a mental thing. It's not the physical thing. Obviously, you know, the the lack of footwork and some of the other stuff. Yeah, it could be physical. The, the poor throws, inaccurate throws. But I believe it's a, a, a mental thing where Wilson thinks he's more along than he is. Or Wilson thinks that he could just do what he did at college in the NFL and get away with his ability. And that's not the case. You have to work at it. And I'm not saying he's not working, but I am saying that when I watch him on Sundays, you can tell that he's not polished at all. He's not doing the little things that you need to throw or that you need to do to be able to make the easy throws. And that's like, that's baby steps. Then you could get to the next level of things. Is he making the proper reads? Is he making the right, you know, decisions with the football? And then obviously the biggest thing of all, is this guy ever going to be a leader? 
That's the most alarming thing. Linda's calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Linda? Hey, Sal. How are you doing tonight? How are you, Linda? Uh, good. A couple things um, on the Rangers and the Mets. First mm. of all, since you mentioned the Rangers, um, oof, it's tough being a fan of them right now. Um, this team has not had a legitimate coach, I would say, in years. And what I mean by legitimate is they don't have a coach that has a set plan. Well, what do you a mean? What do you mean by that? I don't know what you mean by that. A, 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 a system, a game plan, a system of how of how to get these players to reach their potentials. You know. No, okay, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't like Galan as a coach. I like Galan as a coach. The problem is if they continue I, to underachieve, then it's like, eh, you know, he's got... And I'd rather hear a definitive, this is what we're not doing well. I mean, maybe it's just, hey, we're playing well, but the goaltender isn't as good, and that's the biggest but problem, he, but he's not going to say that. Sal, you know why? I think he has, he has no answers. He has no plan. That's why he has no answers. Well, but I don't There's, know how you could say they don't have a plan. They, they do have a plan. I mean, he's got a way that he wants them to play. My point being... My point being, I'm I'm really tired of this team with the dump and chase, okay? It's just dump and chase, dump and chase. They don't grind the corners. Um, well, I don't want to get into the X's and O's, Linda, and the, the dirty, uh, you know, X's, uh, the uh, you know. dump and chase and grind it out and battle along the boards. I mean, it, the, let's not get into the nuances of what's going on. Let's just know that the Rangers, and look, Panarin went scoreless until he finally scored a goal. He's been a problem. Their stars have not been producing. Kreider's not been the same as he was a year ago. Uh, Shesterkin, as we mentioned, I mean, that's a big part of their issues I think, as well. I think. I think Shesterkin is definitely Shesterkin is having a hard time right now, but I think it's because he feels all the pressure on him. You know, he has to be like a brick wall to not let goals go, yeah, go in. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's accurate. I mean, this is not the days yeah. of John Tortorella where Lundqvist couldn't allow a goal, otherwise they'd lose. This Ranger team can score. They should be scoring. They are scoring. They had a, a they blew a, a big lead in the third period again against Edmonton. They've been doing and, that this year. They had a two goal lead. How, uh, you, how 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 did they let that three nothing three nothing a three nothing lead is a kiss of death as we know in hockey, but. A three nothing. How is that a kiss of death? I mean, you should be killing for a three nothing lead. What are I you know, kidding me? In the third I, period, I know, and they gave it up, and it's just All right, two nothing lead know. tonight. Then that was gone before you could blank. I mean, Shesterkin. I, I don't know. He, Shesterkin's a big part of the problem, Linda. And thank you for the call. He's a big part of the problem because he last year was the main reason why they exceeded all expectations. Shesterkin was, I mean, he won the Vesna. He was the best goalie in the league last year. There were many reasons why the Rangers went to the Eastern Conference Finals, but Shesterkin was front and center, number one. And if he's not going to play at a high level, I mean, the Rangers aren't going to go anywhere. They are built on having him be a star goaltender, not an average goaltender, not a good goaltender, a star goaltender. And it just hasn't happened. Gary is calling from Mayapak. What's up, Gary? Hey, Sal. You know, I spoke to you after the Islander game and asked, is it time to panic with the Rangers? And you had said no. At that point, 
they had blown their second multi-goal lead, one to Detroit, and then they had a 3-1 lead against the Islanders. Since then, they've blown two more. They blew to one Saturday, which is inexcusable, and then and then tonight's disaster. And then and then I don't know if you've seen after the winning goal Saturday, Drysaitel uh, has the nerve to punch the stick out of Truba's hands, and there is no reaction from this team, none. Okay, this team needs a major shakeup. I'm not a big Gallant fan. I think he's a meathead. He doesn't say anything after the uh, games lately that uh, make any sense, except that we played a good game, but we didn't complain. Well, it's basically game. the same thing. We played, we played well. It just didn't go our way. It's got to be better. Right. It's not good enough. No, like at some point, and that was okay. I thought early on, Gary, especially after last year. Look, Glant, it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. I think he's a good coach, and I love the way that he handled himself a lot last year, whether it was in the regular season or in the postseason. However, right now, the team is struggling, and they're blowing leads. He's got to he's got to at least have some kind of answer. And it seems right now he's like, oh, we're playing, good. We're playing well, we just didn't win. You know, he's basically saying the day. He basically said tonight, he didn't say it flat out, but he basically said, what do you want? That's a good team that just came into town. They, you know, they're now 19-4. and four. Like, well, yeah, what I want is you're supposed to be one of the best teams. So there shouldn't be a team that should come into your house and beat you like that, especially after being up to nothing again. Why are they blowing these leads? He says the same thing, Sal. You're right. He always gives the other team credit. You know, the other team's good, too. You know, I don't want to hear that either. We had a good first period tonight. We got outshot 20-5 to in the second, I believe, or 20-10. to And then we had a good third period. I think we outshot them 17-5. But you can't have these lapses mid-middle of the game. It was the first of the – oh, I know. You used to do that all the time. It's like we up. Rangers suck. Oh, Gary, no, no. How dare oh, yeah. you, Gary? No. That's the way I feel, Sal, right Hey, no now, matter I'm, what, I'm, Potvin still sucks. I'm spending good money after bed, and the worst thing tonight, Sal, was Devil fans took over our building. Ah, it's embarrassing. I know, when they're taunting Igor, you, hey, I wasn't in the building. That can't happen. I mean, I look, the Devils are a better team. Uh, their fans should go there and celebrate. That's fine. You can't let the Devil fans taunt Igor. That's unacceptable to me. The the chance of the sarcastic Igor chance, the let's go Devil chance will allow. No, that can't happen. It, it can't happen. They, Ranger fans got to be better than that. They were doing this stupid, oh, oh, the whole period <laughs> out of nowhere. You got to hear that. No, no. no. Well, that's because right Ranger now. fans are selling their tickets. What's going on? How do they let so many Devils fans in? What's going on exactly. here? Exactly. And tonight was the first night in a long time they didn't even announce a sellout in the building. Well, you know what it is? That's right. I caught myself, Gary. It's not that Ranger fans are selling their tickets. It's that the Rangers haven't sold out. So Devils fans are going on Ticketmaster and dropping the 250 or whatever it is to buy a decent ticket in the building. And they're going there and and having their voices heard. That's what You know what? That's what James Dolan and the Garden gets for upping the ticket prices. And that's embarrassing. You cannot, under any circumstance, this is New York. You cannot, under any circumstance, have the opposing team's fan base go into your building and taunt your goaltender. That is no. unacceptable. Unacceptable, Sal. And you know what? They, all game, they're advertising 10% off tickets the next five home they games. They lower the friggin' prices. And you know what I really I wanted know. to say there? 
I know. I want to the same, say the same thing, too. And finally, Sal, you know what? Gallant has done a terrible job with the lines. He has no one to play on the top line uh, with, with Panarin and Kreider. You know, VC's not the answer. Yeah. Goudreau's not the answer. The kids, I, I hate to say it, and I bite bust, my tongue. Bust, bust. Lafreniere is a bust. Lafreniere is a bust. Capo, I love Capo. Bust. A guy I loved, and he didn't play because he got hurt, Sammy Blay. Bust. They they have, they they need, they need to shake things up, and I would do it with the coach because there's a guy out there that I would love to grab. Who? I would love to grab Barry Trot. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know, and thank you for the call, Gary. And you were right, and I do remember your call when you said is uh, you're ready to panic on the Rangers. I said, ah, it's too early, but you know what? Turned out you were right. You saw the signs early on. Now, look, it's still early, and they can right the ship. But, I mean, geez, Shesterkin's got to be better. A lot of guys got to be better. And you mentioned, I think, the biggest key. They needed, you know, why won the Rangers, who never get a top pick, why when they actually finally do get the top picks so these guys suck? Why is it that Lafreniere's a bust and Kako's a bust, and we get to hear, oh, no, let's wait for these guys. Look at what the Devils' top picks are doing. Heeshear and Hughes, I mean, come on. They're flying all over the place. Terribly disappointing from the Rangers. But I think Kako and Lafreniere are a big part of the problem for the Rangers. They needed those guys to step up and become top six forwards. And it just hasn't happened. And right now the Rangers are struggling and blowing the leads. My God. What happened? How are we talking so much hockey to start the show? No Mike White fans out there or Zach Wilson fans? Eight, is there a Zach Wilson fan out there? 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the side. We'll get into the baseball hot stove and really nothing that's happening there. But I did want to get into some stuff with DeGrom and with Judge. Odell Beckham Jr. still to come. Plenty to get to. You know, we didn't really get into the Monday Night Football game or Week 12. We'll get into all that as well. Plenty to get to here as we go to 5 a.m. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan. Let's talk about Fleegs, of course, big Jeff fan. And we're going over the Mike White stuff here. And I think we're kind of in agreement at this particular point. And like I said before, I don't even think right now it's about Zach Wilson. It is. This is now the Mike White show. It's until, and I think win or lose these next couple of games, Mike White, as long as he plays well individually, he's going to be the guy. I mean, there's no way, as badly as Joe Douglas or Sala or whoever else wants to go back to Zach Wilson and believe he's the guy, it's not going to happen until Mike White fails. And then the other thing that you have there, and I know you should say, well, you never let the fans or media dictate things, but what would happen is Jets then, the Jets organization can then say, look, we gave you Mike White. We gave him an opportunity. He did not get the job done. Now we're going back to Zach Wilson. Now that only happens in the event that Mike White Fails, and it's not just going to be one bad game against Minnesota. Let's say, and oh, I told you so. There you go. No, it's going to be multiple games. He has earned himself an opportunity here. 
whether it's what he did last year, whether it's this game against the Bears, he has now earned himself an opportunity at least two more games, again, depending on how he plays, not the result. If he plays well but they lose in Minnesota, I still think he's going to get another couple opportunities. But you can see a an opening for Zach to regain his starting job in the event that Mike White goes out there, throws a couple of interceptions against Minnesota, they lose. Follows it up with another three interceptions against Buffalo. Then Zach Wilson's going to be starting against the Lions. Or if it's, you know, Mike White has an okay game against Minnesota, awful game against Buffalo, bad game against Detroit, Zach Wilson's going to start against Jacksonville. There are many, and plus you got to remember where the Jets are going to be in this playoff push here. You know, if Mike White plays poorly and the Jets all of a sudden are, you know, losing a few games here and dropping back down in the standings, then they might make a change and go back to Zach Wilson. But the only way Zach Wilson sees the light of day this year is going to be if Mike White himself fails. If he doesn't, he is going to be the guy. And then the biggest question becomes, well, what do they do in the offseason? Then they're going to have to make a difficult decision. Do they move on from Zach Wilson? Do they have him sit behind Mike White for year three? If Mike, and, and that's why it's really totally up for grabs here. Mike White could go out there and dominate Minnesota and Buffalo and Detroit and Jacksonville, whatever, and play well the rest of the year. And maybe we have this team win a, play, a playoff game. That could happen. Not saying it's going to, but that could happen. If it does, then what? Then the Jets may have found their franchise quarterback, but it's not the one they thought it was going to be. So there are many different ways that this could go here, but right now is, A, you don't need a definitive answer as you know everybody's looking for from Roberts. Oh, oh, is Mike White the starting quarterback of this team? Yeah, right now he is. Things can change. See what he can do. He's got an opportunity. That's the greatest thing you could ask for. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. What's going on? How are you, Chris? Miserable. Yeah, well. I'm a miserable Jets fan, and I just, I'm losing my mind. This is deja vu all over again from last year, and this is what I did not want to see. And I'm just. Well, what did you want to see? Mike White? I want, well, I want, you know, I don't want to see him. All right, he blows. Well, you know, can't what? say that. I don't even could even say that on him. Sal, he played the Bears. The Bears suck. Yeah. With Travis Simeon. No, I get he that. But, he, but Mike White himself looked really good. I mean, when you yeah, play as well as he did. 10 yards, little 10 yard pass. For some reason, this team did not know how he plays. And when you when you play a real team, when he plays Buffalo, oh, we'll see. In Buffalo, he's going to get it's going to get blown out blown out the water, man. It's not it's just it's, but the thing is, I fell for the Mike White bandwagon last year like everyone else. And now I have to out of here people, I knew this was going to happen saying that he's the franchise quarterback, that we found our guy. They said it last year, and then he got beat up, and they said, yeah, this guy does suck. Right, and, right. You know, I'm, and I'm sitting there listening to this, and I'm pulling my hair like Tommy Boy, and my hair stays in the mm. air because I'm so pissed, and I'm, I'm like, what is going on, man? Like, we're doing this all over again. You know, like, look, I'm not certain as, uh, that Zach Wilson's going to be the guy, but we haven't gave him really – I know he played 20 games, but, you know, in between two years – but and it's it's because of the record why they want to uh, 
push, you know. No, I, I think it's play, I think it's about the off the field stuff. I, I think yeah, that Zach I get that. they that they, stuff, I, you know, they were on the verge of losing. I mean, you saw it after the game. Zach yeah. Wilson's comments, and then all the other players in there, whether it's Garrett Wilson, whoever oh. it may be, everybody you know speaking their mind. You, you, you could tell, and then watch after this game, you can tell yeah. the yeah. players. I didn't like that. Well, they no, they like love that. Mike White. I know, and, and it makes me more upset because it seems to me they don't like the kid, and and they did it last year. They jump over Mike White, their third string quarterback. The thing about Mike White is Sal, even after last year, if this kid is the next coming as Tom Brady, I had to hear people talk about last last night, and he's the next big thing. Why did he sign an extension to be a third string quarterback still? Why isn't there thirty one other teams? most of which don't even have a quarterback are good, going after Mike White, who they think is the next Tom Brady. Yeah. Why, why well, well, forget what fans say. Forget, what, forget what the fans say. We, Like you said, Chris, we saw this show last year, and thank you for the call, and I get your frustration. Right now, I don't think it's the time for that frustration. See what happens here. But that's why I thought it was comical that fans were calling for Mike White as if he's the answer. Oh, Mike White, Mike White, Mike White, let's see. If you didn't see enough last year, and that's fine, then you're going to get the answer once and for all now. So far, so good for Mr. White. You will get the answer over the next few weeks. It may not take that long, and maybe it does, but you'll know. There will be no more, Sal, can we see Mike White? Is he the guy? Is Mike White the guy? Oh, can we just see this? Bro, can we see this guy? Can we see this guy already? We will find out. That's what I'm excited for, once and for all. Now, unless he gets hurt, if he plays well, he is going to ride this out. And I think the dream scenario... Well, the Jets are in a, in a rough spot here. I mean, obviously, you want to say the dream scenario would be Mike White to have, you know, have the Cinderella season go on. Somehow again in the postseason, Mike White goes on a run, and Mike White all of a sudden becomes a hero. I don't think that's realistic, and I think the Jets organization knows that's, if not realistic, it's very unlikely. So their best-case scenario while winning games would be to, at some point, have Mike White get exposed for what they believe he is. Now, I'm not saying they're rooting for this, but long-term, big picture. If they still believe Zach Wilson's the guy, what you would need is Mike White to have a couple of bad games, and then they have to go back to Zach Wilson Zach Wilson shows humility, takes accountability, stands up in front of the team and says, guys, I'm sorry. I was immature. I said some stupid things. I did some stupid things. I'm ready now to lead this team. And then he's going to go out there and play. Now, I have a hard time thinking Zach Wilson can turn it around from what we've seen this year in just a few weeks. It may take a little while here. Maybe that comes in week 17. You know, they need a couple of wins or you know two wins in a row to hope to have a chance at the playoffs. Maybe they turn it over to Zach Wilson. But remember, it's not just about Zach Wilson and his performance. It's also about trying to win over that locker room again. He's got to earn that. That's the biggest thing for Zach Wilson. Not only making the easy throws, he's got to win that locker room over again. Robbie is calling from Lennox. What's up, Robbie? 
Hey, how you doing, Sal? Thanks for taking the call. I have to say, uh, boy, there's a lot of Zach Wilson talk. <laughs> it's good to hear. It's good to hear some of the Ranger fans. Gary, you know, hit the nail on the head. A couple of things. I'm really ticked off, Ranger fan. First of all, the game on Saturday, Sal was inexcusable. That one's unacceptable. Just, okay, and you just asked me why. The devil, the devil's this good, man. Are the Devils really this good? I do you think they're what? good. I don't know if they're you – know, right now we were doing a thing on SNY before. They're the fourth highest odds to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, can That's they be insane. that good? The Devils? Come on. It's unbelievable. I mean, what they've done, I mean, the, the moves they've made and the fact that Tommy Fitzgerald has really recognized, you know, adding veterans. And and, and the, the guy they get from Tampa Bay, what's his name? He's not even playing right now. Wait till he comes back. I mean, they have a really good team. Anyway, a couple of things. First of all, you hit the nail right on the head. The goaltending for the Rangers has been absolutely garbage. So Sturkin has been horrible tonight. It's almost like he's trying to make a save. It's like, Igor, just be yourself. I mean, he's been terrible. He's lost the his confidence, has, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's been terrible. And, 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 and obviously, Halak has been a disaster. But I'm going to put this on Chris Drury, and I'm going to put this on the players. I mean, what can Gerard Gallant do but put these, put these teams out there? First of all, they never addressed the defense in the offseason. Braun went back to Philadelphia, and they traded Nemeth to, to, uh, to Phoenix, okay, or to Arizona. Okay, so they, they have two guys play that shouldn't even play in the National Hockey League. Libor Hayek and Zach Jones is terrible, too small. They're not physical enough in front of the net. Tonight they came is out. Is Zach Jones number six? Who's number six? That's Zach Jones. Oh, God, get him out of here. What was he doing there standing around while he allowed the Devils to get an easy rebound for a goal on Portia Sturkin with a whole empty net? Zach Jones standing out like he doesn't know what he's doing. Get him out of here. Right, I'm saying they just don't exactly. I mean, they, 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 look, they've got to make a deal. And the only one really bothers me more than anything else. You know, I know he doesn't score goals, and it was not a goal scorer. He'd probably put him in the fourth line. But trading Revo to me was ridiculous. This is a guy who brings leadership, who brings yeah, toughness, who but brings but Robbie, you need, he was. You need that. No, you need, I love Revo, but he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't even wasn't playing, playing every night. He wasn't yeah. playing. Yeah, he I know, but with twelve games. But you have. I'm sorry. I said to I said to flee, I said to please the other night. There's a reason why the Islanders brought back Matt Martin. You have to have. Yeah, some Matt kind Martin's of a, de- a different player though. Right. Revo, right. Revo right. just. I and I, look, I like it. And even in the postseason, I thought Revo was didn't do anything. I thought he was disappointing. Right. I, I, I love him. I would have gotten his jersey last year. That would have been my right. guy. <laughs> it, no, I'm not even kidding. When, we, when yeah. we found out that news, and thank you for the call, Robbie. Appreciate you checking in as always. I, I found out we were. This was Wednesday. Uh, I was making rice balls with the family. You know, it's a family tradition, rice balls before Thanksgiving. So we were making rice balls, and I saw the tweet come across that the Rangers traded Ryan Reeves. And I was there with my sister, who's you know a huge Ranger fan, especially even more so now because her son, my nephew, was into it. And my nephew and I go, oh, Joey. He's like, wow, what happened? And I go, we got a, a, a trade here might, you might not like. And he read it, and he was a little disappointed. And my sister's like, what? And then my brother-in-law, because we went to the Islander game that night to see McDavid, and I got a great story about that, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, but my brother-in-law was like, what? They traded Reeves? Come on. I mean, Revo was beloved by Ranger fans. We love that type of player. Rangers needed that type of guy. But truth be told, he didn't really do much other than, Chesty, release us. What he was doing before the games that he did dress, I, he just wasn't. I don't know. He it wasn't as impactful as I would hoped he would have been. I can't go nuts about that being a big deal um, and why the Rangers have struggled this year. Bob is calling from Orlando, Florida. What's up, Bob? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Bob? Welcome back. Hey, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was first when you get on the air, you came out and you said the you liked the Ranger improvements. What was what did you like about their improvements? What do you mean? When did I say that? 
in the off season. Oh, team on the air. Well, yeah, no, I, I like. Team on the air? Yeah, yeah, right, all right. I, I see what you're saying. I said that on the air where I like their improvement in the off season. I like Trocheck over Strom to to be the oh. biggest one there. Okay, I I rather have Mott or Cop or or even Rooney. Then Trocheck, no, I, I like Trocheck. I think he's a player. I, I think he's a good player, and he's an upgrade over. Uh, I, I'm like not I saying said. he's not a good player, yeah. but I don't think that was it. I'll tell you, their biggest, their biggest thing was after last year getting rid of six of their players. I think is the thing that destroyed the team. I think they they all demoralized after they sat there and went with the way they went on the road. You know, on the uh, mm-hmm. the great uh, scoring and everything that they were doing in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden now. I just think well, I mean, they got beat. They got beat in the Eastern Conference Finals, so they had to improve the team in some way. You couldn't bring back everybody, and especially with the cap yeah, being the I, issue that it is, you know, you, you're not going to bring be able to bring back Vitrano and Cop and Mott, as you say, maybe one or two of the guys. And look, Drury will make moves at the trade deadline. Problem is, the Rangers going to be alive by then. But I thought yeah, Trocheck was, was a good sign. Yeah, yeah, that's. I do. I do think it was a, a good signing, also, but just to. Like I said, I would sit there. Strong, I'm not, I'm not worried about the strong. Uh, the captain to see, I think they made a big, a big. They didn't make a good choice for Truba being the captain of the team. I think that's affecting the team. I really do. Uh, I, well, who would uh, you have gone with? I mean, who better than than Truba? Who is better than Truba? It's not the purpose of who's better. It's well, who would you have gone with? Uh, I'm asking you for this team. Who would you have okay, gone with? Okay, who I, I would have gone with? I would have probably gone with either. Uh, I call him Zebby Deb. <laughs> Who? I would have went with Zabinajad. Uh, yeah, I would have went him, yeah. or I would have went Kreider. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, Kreider and, would have been the Kreider would have been the other one. And thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate you checking in. No, Truba. I thought that was the right call to make Truba the captain. And again, I don't think that that's a big issue here. All right, look, Rangers stars aren't getting it done. Panarin can't go. What are you going on, a twelve game scoreless streak, or whatever it was? You can't do that. And Shesterkin not being the the lockdown goalie that he was last year. I mean, that's why they're blowing big leads. You can't blow a three-goal lead in the third period. You know, Devils, whatever, it's one thing to see them come back, but so quickly like that, that never happened last year. 2 nothing. that game was basically over on Igor. That's the difference. 877-337-6666. We'll get into more Mike White on the other side. Of course, I said I want to get into the baseball stuff, and I do have a great story about Connor McDavid. Went to see him out on the island on Wednesday. Oilers, Islanders at UBS in a game that was dominated by the Islanders who have been really good. Hey, plus we got to get into our um, our perfect parlays and Turkey Day teaser standings. We have to do that with Marco and Fleegs both in the house. Did you you want you guys want to do that at some point a little bit later on in the show? Sure. Is that your way of slicing in that you've uh, had a good couple of weeks? I've been lucky the first two weeks so far. Long way to go. Yeah, I'm happy to do it because I got a bone to pick with you from this weekend. Which one now? You want to do it now? You want to yeah, wait? Yeah, yeah, we could do it now. What the hell? We got nothing else going on. Well, I mean, I'm going to forgive you, I guess, or give you a pass because you were sick, but you never ended up asking for our picks for the weekend, and I had one of my best weekends of the year. Oh, of Cleaned course. up this weekend. Of course. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll get into the whole thing later. I know, I just didn't. You weren't here Wednesday anyway. Marco wasn't here Wednesday. Yeah, I ended up getting you. sick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I ended up getting sick. No, but we planned. We like planned when I that. came into work, or I actually I got in the car, and I had the fan on, and I, I heard EJ, and I said, oh, that can't be good. Yeah, Not good for right. EJ, but what right. happened to Sal? Yeah, right. I could barely talk. That's what happened. No, but we knew that was going to be the case Tuesday anyway, that we weren't we did. doing. We did talk about we were going to text each other the picks, and you were going to do them on the air Wednesday by yourself. 
even though Fleegs and I would give you the picks. But I think I kind of forgot about it. I was here. Right. I did think of it. And then I did notice that you weren't here because I saw the scrambling because I was here in the afternoon. So I saw the scrambling. I knew that you weren't coming in that night. And oh, the I scrambling when I said I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was oh. here for that. So I thought, you know, I should text out. And then I was thinking to myself, oh, he's sick. He's not in. What's the difference? You know, yeah. at this point. Well, we could have we could have done whatever. I, I feel like it's just better on the air anyway. It's just, it, you know. But, yeah, of course, the w- one week we don't do it. Anyway, it's one, you know, we got to I got to tally it up. It's one week, really. We've done one perfect parlay, one Turkey Day teaser, which was, you know, you guys had to push with the Bills, which was unfortunate. But anyway, it's uh, we'll get back on track here. We got a big week ahead. Are we all here on Thursday? Is that the right day that we're doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, yeah, we- so this is my last Friday morning that I'll be here for the year. Right. So okay. So that's gonna. So this will be the the last one here. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll see you guys at week uh, for week seventeen, and that's it. <laughs> uh, I want that schedule. How did you imagine you're gonna be on the mornings all these Fridays? For some of them, yeah. How not, was not it? all of them, but some of them. You did the Friday morning show with Boomer and Geo. I did Wednesday and Friday with them. Yeah. Were they in a good mood on that day after Thanksgiving to come to work that uh, that early? Oh yeah. Were they well, really? I mean, they weren't thrilled to be working the day after oh, Thanksgiving, that's what I'm but that's a listen, they knew they were doing it. Boomer had to work Thanksgiving anyway because he did the NFL today, so he did right. CBS. He sat in traffic for you know who knows how long trying Ooh. to get home after the game. He heard most of the Giant game on the radio, and then yeah, you know, not that he's rooting against the team, but Geo, like you, has been taking the heat from the Giants fans. Now, how dare you say Daniel Jones doesn't walk on water and right. isn't the greatest quarterback ever? So, so okay. For a guy who said the Giants are going to come crashing back down to earth when they play the better teams, I think he had some enjoyment coming on Friday for that, the I Told You So show. Yeah, that I get. However, I'll tell you what. I slept in. I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't have to worry about getting up. Did you enjoy yourself, Mark? The, your last, thing, the last thing I would say I was was productive on that Friday <laughs> after Thanksgiving. <laughs> But Marco, I don't think we discussed this on the air. We did it off the air. This was Marco's first Thanksgiving. Not right. this was my first Thanksgiving off since I started at the fan what? in 2012, wow. and this was Marco's since before that. Oh, right, because you normally like working Thanksgiving because you've done it five. Well, because I usually I will usually just work the overnight and then sleep for a couple hours and then enjoy the rest of the day. Right, which makes sense. And then when I was a part timer. <laughs> I worked because I was a part-timer at the time when part-timers didn't get to just say, oh, you know what, I don't feel like working the holidays. And it was responsible. <laughs> and the response was, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Right, you didn't have yeah. a choice. The days I of figured, yesteryear. Right, where you guys all as part-timers back in those days, you're working the holidays, and you said, okay, great. Uh, right, it was just a matter of, hey, I could do, all right, I'll come in at midnight or whatever, or come, or come in at 6, or like you said, do the overnight. I was doing that until recently. I was off this Thanksgiving. Last year, I was also off, but the, and I offered to work. The year before that, I did like 10 to 12. The year before that, I did the overnight. And this was the first time I had off Thursday and Friday. And by the way... Yeah, see, that I've never done. Between working here and before that working in retail, I haven't done that since I was a junior in high school. By the way, if I didn't, I I would not have been able to work. I could not talk. I mean, I oh, could, you lost your voice completely. Yeah, huh? well, I mean, I could talk, but not to do a radio well, show. Yeah, especially five hours. Oh, my God. No, no way. <laughs> Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.